Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, it's good to be together tonight. Welcome to our Good Friday service. Uh, if you are a guest with us tonight, we're so glad that you are here. Um, if you attend another church in the area and you're joining us tonight, we're so glad that you are here. Um, tonight, the goal is simple and is to set our eyes on the cross where Jesus Christ laid down his life for sinners like you and I. And tonight, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be um, reading through uh, the story of um, this last night leading up to the cross uh, for Jesus. So we're going to read from a couple, uh, a few of the different gospel accounts, actually. But uh, the reason for this was thinking about this as we were putting the service together. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, he says, When I came to you to preach, I, I, I didn't do it with human wisdom or with eloquence, lest, lest the cross be emptied of its power. And uh, I was just thinking about that, that, that let's just allow God to speak tonight through his word. And let's allow our ears and hearts to be open to it. You know, the, the stories from the gospels of the, the account of the crucifixion, um, we, we could read those over and over and over again and still be struck uh, again and again with, with two things, I think. Number one, the ugliness of our sin. You know, when we behold the cross, we see the depth of our depravity. But at the same time, in that same moment, we are swept up, caught up in the depth of God's love for us, displayed in the cross of Christ. And so tonight, that's, that's what we want to do. We want to set our eyes on Christ, behold God's glory displayed in Jesus as his arms were stretched wide, bearing the penalty for our sin. So let's go ahead and stand together. And we're going to begin with just a couple songs to uh, help us center our minds and our hearts on him. But before we do that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather tonight. God, what we're going to be hearing tonight, the story of the cross is the story that changed everything for us. Sinners that were on the path to eternal separation from you, God. Their destinies, their eternal futures were changed forever because Jesus, the King of glory, came down, took human frame, and took the penalty of our sin on a cross that was meant for us. Lord, we pray tonight that as we behold your love in the story of the cross, that you would draw us to repentance, to confess our sin and receive your forgiveness. God, we pray that you would draw us into worship tonight, to respond with these songs of gratitude, with hearts that are filled with awe and with thankfulness for Jesus who died even when we were dead in our sin. We have been made alive with Christ. So Lord, we pray that you would receive honor and glory as we pray, as we sing, as we give our attention and the attention of our hearts to your word tonight, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing to him.
On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he gave thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. We know uh, quite a bit about Jesus' last night with his disciples um, in the different accounts from, from the Gospels. But one particularly significant event on his last night was the first communion. It's uh, no coincidence that they were celebrating Passover this week uh, when Jesus was was going to the cross, uh, the time when Israel would look back on their deliverance from Egypt, when God uh, sent the ten plagues to uh, break Pharaoh's heart, his stubborn heart to to let them go and let them leave and, and to, to bring them out into freedom. And the Ten plagues, the pinnacle of that moment was the plague of the firstborn, when God sent uh, the angel of death to take the firstborn of, of all the people of the land of Egypt, both human and, and animals. But for Israel, he gave them a, a way out. He gave them uh, the opportunity to, to take a lamb, um, a perfect lamb, a lamb without blemish and slaughter, and to put blood on, on the doorposts. The door frame, so that when when the angel of death came to Egypt, he would see the blood, and he would pass over. And on that night in Egypt, all of those years back, everyone in Israel was safe. But there wasn't a household in Egypt that didn't experience death. As Jesus and his disciples were celebrating the Passover, Jesus takes the bread and, and he breaks it. He says, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take it and eat it. And then he takes a a cup and he says, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. Take it and drink it. And and I think about the disciples on that night. They had no clue what Jesus was was doing. They took the first communion in in ignorance because they didn't realize that Jesus was going to the cross. They didn't realize what was going to happen three days after. But the Passover, the blood of the lamb covering the doorpost was the picture of Christ, his life on the cross, the perfect, spotless lamb whose blood covers all of our sins. A lot of times for a Good Friday, we'll do communion towards the end of the service. But as we're walking through the story and we're on the Last Supper, Jesus' last night with his disciples, we wanted to take communion first. The disciples didn't realize what Jesus was doing at this time. But on this side of the cross, we see. We see the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. We see the Son of God broken for us bloodshed to cover our sins. So we're going to take uh, communion uh, on your own time. You can see up front, there's some tables in the back. There's some tables with the communion elements. And I encourage you, we're going to have a few uh, minutes of, of quiet uh, to pray, to confess. Um, confess your sins and confess your trust in Jesus. He is enough. Um, if you aren't a believer, if you haven't asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to 
to pass on taking communion tonight, but to reflect and to pray and to ask God, God, show me. Show me your love for me. Show me the power of your sacrifice. The price of of my salvation so that I can come to you. So we're going to have a few moments of silence and you'll take the the cup and uh, and the bread on your own time. Let's pray real quick. Father, uh, I just thank you as we come to you tonight and and reflect on on your love for us and your sacrifice on the cross, Lord. I I just thank you that that you loved us so much that you, you died for us. The maker of the universe, the only one who could offer his life. And you did it. I just uh, thank you that we can remember that. We can remember uh, the price that was paid. Your body being broken, your blood that had to be shed, that, that covers us. It was your life for ours, Lord, and you gave it freely. Thank you, Jesus.
to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. 
My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. You know, we thought this would be a, uh, just a great time for us to pause and pray. Because what we just read is the ultimate example of being submitted to the will of the Father. Jesus was obedient to the Father's will, even unto death on a cross. This is an opportunity for us to pray and meet with the Lord and, and pray our own prayer of surrender. Surrender to the Father's will for our lives. We just want to invite you to, to take a moment and pray. And, and, and pray a prayer of submission to God's will for your life. And if you'd like to, we'd invite you to pray in families. Uh, if you'd like to pray with your family or pray on your own. Um, but we're just going to allow a few minutes uh, to pray uh, and, and ponder Christ's obedience to the Father's will, even unto death.
at daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, are you then the son of God? He replied, you say that I am. Then they said, why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted... He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased, because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions. But Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, away with this man, release Barabbas to us. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder. The one they asked for. And he surrendered Jesus to their will. In Matthew's account of this, the high priest asked the people, he says, what do you think? And the people say he is worthy of death. I read that and I thought, you know, of all the things that Jesus is worthy of, when the author of life appeared, he was deemed worthy of death. Though he had done nothing wrong, the crowds kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. We're going to sing a, a newer song here in just a moment that points us to the worthiness of Jesus. 
And this is a great opportunity for us to just continue in this time of repentance and prayer. Just to think about, just to think, Lord, what are you worthy of in my life that I am holding on to? So as we sing this song, I would just invite you to meet with the Lord and and, uh, just allow him to reveal those things in your hearts. Because he is worthy. He is worthy. The King in all His beauty 
in all His beauty. crucifixion from Mark chapter 15 the soldiers led Jesus away into the place that is the praetorium and called together the whole company of soldiers they put a purple robe on him and twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him and they began to call out to him hail king of the Jews again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. And they laid and they laid him out to crucify led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see which, what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, 
king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults on him, shaking their heads, saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that he may that we may see and believe those crucified with him also heaped insults on him in the sixth hour darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour at the ninth hour jesus cried out with a loud voice eloi eloi lama sabathini which means my god my god why have you forsaken me When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. One man ran and filled a sponge with wine vinegar and put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the centurion stood there in front of Jesus and heard his cry and saw how he died. He said, surely this man is the son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem were also there. It was preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who himself was waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he said, he asked him if Jesus was already dead. When he learned from the centurion it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in linen, and placed it in the tomb, cut of a rock. Then he rolled the stone against the entrance of the tomb. Made a king of fools 
A crown of sorrow driven deep into your brow. Yet you made no sound. What you went through to love me, I'll never understand. What blows my mind away is you love me as I am. They called for Barabbas, a king for a thief. Parading your kindness like rags through the street. Draped with the weight of the world on your shoulders as you climb that hill, a burning fire. Bone to bear. You stretched out your arms as you welcomed those Roman nails. Your body frail. The very hands that shaped the world hung up to bleed. Lifted on high, crucified him who knew. The Nazarene, the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, Emmanuel, given to die. What you went through to love me, I'll never understand. What blows my mind away is you love me as I am. Precious Redeemer, Lamb that was The weight of the world that you came to save. You took my place. Your blood is rivers flowing freely to the ground. Yielding your spirit, you let out a holy cry as you came.
This is our God. This is our King. This is our Savior. This is our sacrifice. This is our salvation. We just want to extend an invitation to you one more time tonight. If you have not entered into a relationship with this God of love, what reason have you to wait? This Jesus that we read about tonight loved you so much that he would take your place and he would suffer on your behalf in order that that he might draw you to himself. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, your son. We thank you that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Father, may we never boast of anything except in the cross of Christ. Father, we no longer live, but it is Christ who lives in us. In the life we live, we want to live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and who gave himself for us. We thank you for the hope of the cross. We thank you that we have a God who is familiar with pain, familiar with suffering. We thank you that we have a God who has made a way that one day all suffering and pain will end forever. And by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross, we can step into a new reality, a new hope, a new future that we will spend eternity with you. That we will spend an eternity knowing your joy, your peace, your rest. Lord, I just pray for anybody who might be in the room tonight who feels like they're living, living on Friday night. God, would you just remind them that Sunday is coming. Our resurrection hope is coming. Your perfect love drives out all fear. So, Father, tonight, would you just remind us once again of your love for us, what Jesus died to give us, and may our lives forever be a response to it. Amen. Why don't we stand together and we're going to end with this song of gratitude.
Jesus, we just thank you for the finished work at the cross. It's finished. It's done. And Lord, we know the rest of the story. But they didn't back then. The darkness and the hopelessness was heavy and real. They didn't know that the work was already done and that the resurrection was never a question, Lord. And we just thank you. We thank you for the promise of the resurrection to come as we wait for you to return. that day is as sure as a resurrection Sunday of Easter. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your love for us. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.